0: I literally did not want to put that book down. It's <laughs> it's one of those books. He's, he uses a lot of a lot of biological very, you know, uh keywords that are very even in the doctorate world. Yes. You wouldn't understand. Some of them I didn't understand cuz uh, they're very, mm-hmm. you know medical technical and stuff. terms, yes, yes. very technical mm-hmm. terms. Yes. But still even with that he still manages to grasp you, has no idea of what these medical terms mean yes, to the extent that you're almost moved to tears, man it's you feel you yeah. feel the impact feel of, the, of impact. the words that he's using yes yeah. yes, even when you don't understand them even right. when you don't understand them so right. that's like my reflection, my three main reflections, number one very good literature right. of a man who's lived a very, very purposeful life. Yes. Right? That's the second part. Right. And then the third part is facing your own mortality. Right. Making peace with it and being comfortable and facing it with courage. Yeah. Uh-huh. So I finished reading the book after, I think, two days. Right? Yes. Uh, and when I finished, I remember immediately I put the book down. I, I cast a lot because I was like, Jesus Christ, what did I just go through? <laughs> yes. Yeah. yes. And I sat there in right. disbelief because, on one hand, it's so relatable and he touches on so many things that, on one hand, we very, are very uncomfortable. Yes. And some of these things, especially death. How do you face your own mortality? That was one mm-hmm. of my key takeaways from the book, right? And not just facing it, but facing it with so much um c- should we say courage? Courage, yes. Being courageous in the face of your own mortality. Right. And then on top of that, you're 37 years old. True. Just at yes. you should even at just at the prime of your life. Right. So and then you faced with your own mortality. So that for me was, I, I, I was struck. I had to sit down and just let that sink in. Yes. Um. But I think it stretches beyond his, uh, you know, encounter with death, and goes over even to the purpose of life, mm-hmm. and why we are living. Why are we on this world, right? Yes. So Paul goes over like at the very beginning of the book. Um, his previous life before diagnosis with lung cancer. Yes. So when he goes through that and explains why he chose the path to, you know, how he even got himself to be a neurosurgeon. Right, right. you see a man who's taken very deliberate steps? Yes. And a man who's been very different straight from the beginning, straight from his young age. Right. And that for me was just seeing how beautiful it tastes when we make deliberate steps and deliberate um actions right, right uh, throughout our lives but yet again he's also human and he admits that Well, I sought out something in his studies because he studied for two years not for two years But he studied for a while. Yes, even mm-hmm. got to a master's in literature, right? And then he puts that and says well, I've gotten to this far I don't feel like I have what I need right yes. because his life is very purposeful and he really articulates why he's you know um He's taken all these actions Education wise and all these choices that he's had to make right so it's on one hand, speaking about the importance of living a very purposeful life. True. And on the other hand... And then Paul died. Hmm. Yes, Paul was gone. But strangely, I felt I was coming to know him Beyond that visit in my office, beyond the few essays he'd written. He was taking form in those table in those tales being told in the Stanford Memorial Church, its soaring cathedral dome, a fitting space in which to remember this man whose body was now in the earth, but who nevertheless was so palpably alive. He took form in the shape of his lovely wife and baby daughter, his grieving parents and siblings, in the faces of the legions of friends, colleagues and former patients who filled that space. He was there at the reception later, outdoors in a setting where so many came together. I saw faces looking calm, smiling, as if they had witnessed something profoundly beautiful mm. in the church. Perhaps my face was like that too. We had found meaning in the ritual of a service, in the ritual of eulogizing, in, sh- in the shared tears. There mm. was further meaning residing in this reception where we slaked our thirst, fed our bodies and talked with complete strangers. To whom we were intimately connected through Paul. Hmm. Wow. Hmm. I, we, Death connects us. Yeah. Death unites us. And you know what just flashed hmm. through my mind? Yes. So remember um, last year during mom's bio? Yes. We stood together in a line. Yes. And we were laughing. <laughs> True, yes, 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 yes. <laughs> and somebody asked how do you guys fight Yes. Well, how are you laughing, right? Right. Uh-huh. This right here is the same exact thing, yes. right? Yes. That uh-huh. all took form in the in the in the, these people around him at right. the church during his memorial. Yes. Right? I always remember someone commenting and saying, uh-huh. Oh wow, you know, I see these children running around. Uh And I see your mom, right? Yes. That is to say, like, that connects us. And in as much as we feel like we left, these people still continue to live through us.